step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Radio Apocalypse. All right, happy Earth Day! Even during the apocalypse, it's still Earth Day. This is the Break the Apocalypse podcast. This is your weekly look at the hellscape we find ourselves living in, and never has that been more appropriate than now. When we started the name of the show, who knew? Who knew? We did. That's who. My name is John Draper. With me is Shaheen. Shaheen, happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day to everyone and you guys as well. I'm actually about to smoke some Earth, so it's it's very uh it's very topical. He's 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 getting down. He's getting down on Earth Day. And of course, Mr. B Show Brian. B Show Brian, happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day to you guys as well. And according to the Washington Post, the apocalypse is just gonna keep rolling on. So we're gonna be in yep. business until the, the fucking wheels fall off. I mean, we were so ahead of the curve. I mean, my God, when you talk about foresight, I mean, the show debuted, what, in September? And uh, it's not even May. And the apocalypse is just rolling. It's, it's an eternal apocalypse. It's more of like an ongoing apocalypse. But you know who makes that better? The Patreon donors. The Patreon members of Break the Apocalypse. For just five bucks a month, you too can be a member. Now, if you're listening to the first time on our many free platforms, welcome to the show. We appreciate that you're here, and happy Earth Day. But you do not get the full show. The only way to get the full show is by going to patreon.com backslash break the app. How much a month are we looking at? How's five bucks a month sound? Only five bucks gets you unlimited access to every show going all the way back to the very beginning of the apocalypse, plus the monthly bonus shows, which are, in fact, Patreon member-driven. They're question-and-answer shows made up exclusively from Patreon members. No limits on questions. No topic is unaddressed. Who's in this crew? I can tell you right now. Gary Thorpe, Vic Condor, John Hennef, Nathan Explosion, Justin Ludwig, our pal Anthony Alston, Terrell Thibodeau, Leonard Van Doon, Cushion Pusher, my old job, MJW Games, Larry Trailer, Michael, Mike Roche, Marco Wallace, Randy Shepard, the one and only Joe Punches. How about Dirt Dastardly? How about Jamie Pennycook? The legendary Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Jarrett Maloney, Walter Villani, Darren Gatt, Cassette Classics 86, Deliverance, the always adorable John Krauser. Paul Convoy, Jay, Christopher Kane, our good friend Bobby Blades. How about that Jude? Hey there, Cal Robert. Good old Rivers Joe Hansen, Michael Smith, the incomparable Kevin Mathurin, Jarrett Braxton, good old J.B. Buffell, the one and only Matlock himself, Jeff Lippman, 
Amy Foley, Adam Brugone, Ronald Anderson, good pal there, Stella Eccles, Joe, Anthony Jeter, Ruben, my friend, Marquise Johns, Stephen Teasdale, I'm saying your first name right, Senator Bravo, Steve Shaw, Jay from the Down Under Thundercast, how about Joseph Glasgow, Tyler Simpson, Austin Red. God damn it, Lou. You tried to be cute and make Draper sing Nickelback over the course of 89 weeks and screwed it up. Matt, John Bernstein, my pal Felix Ortiz, Charles Haddad, good old Cloudy. Ain't nobody more lovelier than Joseph Marr. Ralphie Ramirez, Blaze, my friend, Willie Thompson, Chris Matthews, Chris Kazimi, Cherry Jesus, Roxy Mike, J-Reb92, Texas Sal, Mark Gordon, V Purple Haze, Danny Douglas, Paul Stockwell, John Garcia, Fatty316, Richard Todd, Christopher Horge, James Gruesome, Daniel Clark, and the adorable but not little, Drew Yari. Now we have some plugs we're going to throw out early in the podcast on the free platform. So everybody, please support all these people as best you can if you don't mind. We got Deathmatch Outlaws. We got Drew Yari Show, which I believe might be on Patreon right now. Cassette Classics 86, they're on YouTube. Don't forget the Down Under Thundercast. And where would the world be without the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle show? Necromaniacs podcast for all your horror needs. The Inhuman Experience podcast. My friends from across the pond, Ringsiders Wrestling on YouTube. Mo Dirk City Machine Guns. The Garden of Doom. Our friends at Off the Mat. The Old Guy Metalcast. Funkbetty.com. I think their summer line might be coming out soon. That's a clothing line. You guys want to check out funkbetty.com. MJW Games. And how about our friends over at Cinema Sickness on YouTube and our friends at Morning Coffee. And don't forget, check out my band. Of course, I'm not really in a band, but I was. And my music just came out almost 20 years later. Why? Because, I don't know. Synthetic 16. You can find it on Bandcamp and Spotify. And you want to spell out the S16 for the 16. Check that shit out. I would love for you guys to listen to that. That'd be wonderful. Planet Mondo on YouTube and the Facebook groups. And how about Halloween 365 on YouTube? And on a personal note, we want to send some well wishes to our friend Andy, who's going through a tragedy right now in his family. And I want to send some good thoughts to my friend Chris Matthews and a special uh, shout out to him and his dad, who we hope gets well soon. Now, with regard to the birthday show, um, will, will there be cake, pie, and ice cream? Do you, are you guys aware? Will we be serving any cake, pie, and ice cream? I hope we get a little poontang pie. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be. I hope we get some edibles going. I haven't had an edible in a long time. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm machine. I'm gonna kill you right now because I'm gonna have to do that show straight as an arrow. Oh, that's horrible, dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be fucked up on your birthday, and you're gonna be. You sober. guys are gonna well, have to carry. That's not possible. I, I have, that's not possible. No. To, no. Well, Paul I'm Stockwell tell you what. says so, man. Paul Stockwell made a pretty generous offer that I'm not gonna go public with unless he gives me the uh, say so. I know. But he was so inspired by your tales of Irish car bombs that he wants to provide funding for the three of us to have Irish car bombs on air. I don't know if I can do that. I mean, here's okay. So here's the problem, right? So we're going to record the show and then we're going to release it the usual. That week, I'm on vacation with my wife, and the whole point of this vacation, I'm I'm, I'm just going to be honest because there's no I'm I why start lying now? When I when we were planning a party or whatever or vacation. It didn't seem really like any good options. It just didn't. So I said, you know what I'd love to do? I would love to just get the fuck out of here for a little bit without the dogs, without the kids. I don't want to exercise. 
I don't want to fucking diet for a few days. I just want to get fucking drunk and high and get fucked up and like not give a shit for like three or four days. And my wife was like, I'll take care of it. So the whole point, like from the time we get to this place, we rented like this mansion in Vermont, like a fucking like mansion. I'll, I'll, you guys, I sent you guys the link, right? The fucking place is nine bedrooms, got fucking three bathrooms, a sauna, a hot tub in the place. It's like one of these fancy, you know, Vermont fucking, I don't know, houses and shit. And like it costs us a fucking small fortune because we just like whatever, you know. And I'm literally only I'm like going I'm like Steinbecker. Like I'm going in there to do like crazy shit and I'm going to read comic books and I'm going to fucking get fucked up and I'm not going to care. I'm just going to not give a shit. That's that's literally the whole point of going there. I can't get fucked up on the birthday show because the next day for the two days before I go on vacation, I committed to doing like my routines and my workouts and stuff. And I can't do that the next day. And I'm getting my fucking COVID shot. So it's just like, ugh, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh yeah, you I can't mean, be you can't be dehydrated for that shit. People have been telling no, me to drink no, Pedialyte no, all day. Be, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna be I'm gonna have like I'm gonna be hydrated. I'm gonna take some vitamin C. I'm gonna take some Tylenol. Like I'm just I don't wanna go into that second shot and have that shot put me on my ass, you know, because that shot's putting motherfuckers on the ass. I mean, like for real. Wish me luck, dude. So, I gotta get mine tomorrow at one thirty. Oof. Oof. It's gonna Good be a weird one. Cool I gotta, sorry, man. Well, it's a good thing we're not recording over the weekend. That's a good thing. Shaheen, you're done. You're, did you even get sick from the second shot? No, I, I got zero reactions. Yeah, so. that's because your blood type is fucking, is like Philly blunt. Yeah, dude. It's, like, I've, been, I've been smoking Philly since the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Like, you've probably been perpetually high the whole time. Like, you wouldn't even know if you got sick. I've, I've, been, I've been high since It's all the cough since my teens. Yeah, like, like seriously. Like, if you, if, like, you're just perpetually, like, like high. Like you're just perpetually stoned. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. You know, I had this conversation with my wife, right? And um, so we had like one of my friends over, like, uh, and like, you know, you know, so let's just say, like, you know, we all have a few things in common. And the thing we have in common uh, was, you know, edibles. And my wife is gets very mad at me because, like, I like this is my opinion. I don't know what you people think, right? But if you're gonna get fucked up. Get fucked up. Like, don't get a little fucked up. Don't get, oh, I'm a little buzzed right now. Fuck that herb shit. Get fucked up. Get, like, fucked up. Like, put all your money in T-bills in the middle of the night. Like, you know, like, like you know, get crazy with that shit. Like, seriously. Like, I get, like, when I get fucked up now, I'm fucked up. Like, I am, like, incapacitated. Like, I am literally, like, like, seriously. Like, Courtney Love at the Grammys. Like, you can't, like, like you can't even have a conversation with me. And my wife was like, that's cool, like, for the vacation, but that's not, like, cool, like, on the weekends. And I'm like, bitch, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's the, like, what's the point of getting a little drunk or a little stoned? Like, that makes no point. Like, you know, do you well, want to get, like, on how often you do it? I mean, like, I, with Once me, a week. I just keep, Once a week. Yeah, but I mean, for, for me, I smoke daily. So I, it keeps a buzz going for me, but it doesn't really do anything to, I can't get fucked up anymore, really, unless it's no, alcohol. It's so sad. You know, it is sad because like I can sit here and smoke an ounce and like I'll be as high as I would be off one blunt. Dude, that's so sad. That's so yeah. sad. Wow, that's a heartbreaking. Blunt to blunt. Now you know. Now be sure you're not a big drinker, right? But do you know people that drink every day, like even just socially? So I know like functional alcoholics that drink like a thirty rack every day. What? And they don't get super fucked up. They just are used to doing it. Yeah. 
Th- Wait, you mean like 30 beers? I know someone who drinks a 30 of like Milwaukee's best ice almost every day. Who's that? Like like cousin Eddie from vacation? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> and maybe maybe if I'm exaggerating, maybe it's not 30, maybe it's 24, but I swear I I swear to god. Wait, on a daily on the daily? If not a 20 if not a 24 or 12 pack, yeah. Okay, I don't think I've had 24 beers this year. I'm not even joking. I used to be a big Guinness guy. Like I would pound like 14 like in a setting, like, you know, in one setting, bunch of shots, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but you know, it was over time, but now like I have, because I'm so fucking out of my mind that I can't drink that much. I'll have, uh, I'm getting, I'll have like an old fashioned, right. Once I see setting in. So I have like this routine. My routine is dope, by the way. I'm somebody, let me tell you something. The discipline I have learned from doing things like getting in better shape and losing a hundred pounds and quitting smoking or whatever, I apply that discipline to getting fucked up. I do. The same discipline that someone would apply to working out, I apply to getting fucked up. And it works. My method is it's concrete. You can, my method has not failed me once. Not one time. And I do it. But here's the thing. I only do it on Saturday nights. Right? That's it. I never deviate. I don't deviate on Fridays. I don't deviate on holidays. I don't deviate like, you know, you know, because the Mets are in the World Series or whatever the fuck. I, I, I'm diligent. It's the routine. Now, Saturday night, around 8 o'clock at night, if you try to have a conversation with me, I hope you understand gibberish because we're not going to have a conversation. <laughs> Dude, I think I was on the phone with my brother Mike. It was like around 6 o'clock, and I was like, listen, uh, we got to wrap this up because I'm, 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 in like a, I'm not going to be good in a couple hours. So I was with him and my brother Joe, and I was like, you're going to want to tell If you're going to call me back, you better do it soon. Because I'm not going to speak English by 7:30. Like I'm completely incapacitated. And I at least you up. know though. At least you tell people ahead of time so they're like prepared for it. You know. Yeah. No. I'm I'd rather know. Like if you're on schedule, people know not to talk to you. Yeah, I'm like, on the schedule. Sometimes, sometimes we'll converse with him on on Saturday nights, and he'll just give thumbs up, and that's when you know, oh, the animals kicked. Yeah. In. Have you guys noticed? Can't I function. can't talk. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, ta- I can't type. I can't even do t- yep. talk to text because I I take my teeth out. Right. I, like this is where I'm at. I put on a nice cardigan. I take it. my teeth out. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> this is my routine, dude. I, my wife will back this up down. Like there's not a lie told. Normally my wife is home on Saturdays, but every other three weeks she's got to work a shift. One of the kids is gone all day and night, right? And the other one is working every Saturday night. So it's me and the dogs. I will take you through what a 49 year old uh, father and husband's life is like on a Saturday. You ready? I cleaned out my garage. My garage was filled with shit, like bins of shit. I took every bin of shit and put it in the back room in my back basement all the way by the fucking crawl space that I could literally park a car in my garage if I had to. But before I did that, you couldn't even walk practically through the garage because all the shit in there. I did that by myself. I moved heavy furniture. This took four to five hours, right? I'm not, it took four to five hours. This is all day, all day, all day, all day, right? By the time five o'clock rolled around, I said, hmm, it's almost that time. It's almost that time. Six o'clock is the time. I take, uh, depends on what I have. So I usually drop about 30 milligrams, right? Which, by the way, that's a lot. But for somebody who does things perpetually, I don't think it's that much. Do we think that's a lot, Gene? 25, 30? It's not that much, right? I mean, is it? No, I think that's kind of average. That's average, right? That's not like crazy man, fucking Jeff Spicoli, fucking fast time shit. But like for a middle aged guy, again, like about 185 pounds, I don't really uh, do it all the, any other time. 
So lately I've been doing this combo. I have a, a, a cookie and I have the brownie, right? That's at six. Then about 10, 15 minutes later, that's when it's that time. I put on my uh, old man pants. I put on some comfy pants, my Ugg slippers. Occasionally there'll be a robe. Look, there might be a robe. There might not be a robe. Who knows? It depends if I'm feeling the Hef vibe. You know what I mean? The Hugh Hefner vibe. I make my old fashioned and I put on some, uh, put on some music and I put on some, uh, I was listening to, um, I was listening to some Noor. I put on some old Noor. Do you, you free, do you free ball while you're doing this shit? No, no, no. I have old man Probably balls. Should. So I have Probably to, should, I have man. old man balls. So I have to, I have to wear, um, like, uh, like for running, I have very, spe- I have very expensive. Like, wear like a bra for it and shit. Yeah, I have, all, I have bra for the balls. So like, basically, I, this happened a long time ago. A bunch of years ago, I, I forget who I was with, but uh, Broad I was with pointed out that um, I have huge balls. Like she was like, your balls are tremendous. And I'm like, oh, you're just saying that, you know, like, you know, because you know, I thought she was paying me a compliment. It wasn't really a compliment. It was more like, wow. Now, it could have been one of the younger broads. They just probably never seen like a real man's dick before. So they were probably like, like whoa, this is crazy. This is what a real dick looks like. Like, you know, because some of these chicks were like in their early 20s. So like, I don't remember specifically, but I remember I couldn't wear boxer shorts anymore because my balls were just like too big. Like I couldn't get them, like they were just so uncomfortable. And I was wearing boxers like for years. So I switched over to the boxer briefs. But then when I was running, I was like, my balls were like hanging like through my knees practically. I don't know, they're old man balls. They're old man balls. So I have to watch the old man balls. So I never free ball, never, never, ever, ever free ball. I have Bro, that's um, that's sad to hear too, man. As sad yeah. as it is to hear that I can't get high anymore, it's sad that you can't free ball. Yeah, but you know what? My balls might hang to the floor, but at least I'm so fucked up that I can't even feel it at this point. That's true. I, mean, I just feel true. like I just feel like you're missing out because if you're that fucking high, dude, I feel like you know letting the balls free would just be a bonus, dude. You know what we should do maybe for the Patreon when we get to a hundred Patreons? Oh god, this is scary will, now. I'll <laughs> jump. Fuck, man. I'll jump on. I'll jump on the air. Fucked up. And we'll do like it won't last very long. And that would probably like people would probably figure out a way to share that. Like I'm telling like, dude, it's bad. Dude, can I tell you guys a funny story? So like my wife came home and my wife goes to so like then I'll eat dinner like 730, right? Depends on like what I'm eating, but I want to give myself that hour gap. So this way everything gets into the bloodstream. You know what I mean? So now I'm properly fucked. So now I got a little alcohol, I got the old man balls. I got the the slippers on. I got the old man Cardi. I'm 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 good to go. I'm basically like a like, like an old dude. Like if he was dying, this would be like his last request. Well, basically. the day your balls are in the slippers, that's when you got to worry. Dude, dude they're tr- I don't know what the fuck's going on. Honestly, I, I got a big hog and huge balls. Like I just this is just a man. It's a hard thing to manage. Oh, like, I'm you, so I, sorry for you, John. I know it's a tragedy. <laughs> so I mean, it, it it is. It's a fucking tragedy. But I mean, but again, I, but I went bald at like 25, so everybody could shut the fuck up. And I have no teeth. So anyway, um, uh, my wife will come home after working a 15-hour shift <laughs> and possibly having to go back to another 15-hour shift. You know that thing where you walk into a room and everybody's drunk and you're not, how much you hate everybody in the room? I know exactly how you feel. That that, that happens to me all the time. I don't I haven't drank in, in about two years. Wow. And I, I just won't. I won't go to places where people are drunk because I'll, I'll fucking kill everybody. I just I can't stand it. Bisho, you ever like go into a party and you're like, for whatever reason, you're not drinking that night or you're the driver. 
how much do you want to stab everyone with a fork in a trachea? Like, oh yeah, because they're so obnoxious and they all understand what they're talking about, but I have no clue. It's like everyone's laughing, like that group laughing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think I, one thing. I think if anybody has a drinking problem and you want to get sober, don't drink around drunk people one night, no. and it'll make you hate drinking. Yeah. I think it'll really 100%. make you hate drinking. One hundred percent. Like. Now picture that instead of that, now you're married to that and you just worked 14 hours and this piece of shit with his long balls and his robe and his fucking Uggs and his fucking no teeth having motherfucker is so fucked up that he doesn't even know you came home. And I'm sinking into the couch completely like done. I'll get, I'll get some black and tans. I buy a yingling black and tans and I'll have like three of them just to tap myself off a little bit because I like, again, I like black and tans. My wife came home. I swear to God. I swear to God. This is not a lie. Someone gave her two dozen farm fresh eggs in a thing, like in a, in a very thin, like veneer thing to carry. And I see her coming out through the driveway and I wanted her to see that I cleaned the driveway. Like, cause I was like so proud of this driveway. I just take a picture and I'm so proud of it. And, um, she was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I like, she takes one and she sees me stumble down this walkway into the driveway, like my, my, my garage rather. And I'm like, what's that? What do you got, eggs? She's like, yeah, just back off, back up, back up. And I'm like, no, let me take the eggs because she had all this stuff. I was like, she's like, no, John, back up, back up. I'm not handing you two dozen eggs. Back up. I could take the eggs. I take the eggs, right? The two dozen eggs that are in this thin egg holding thing. This is like something out of a movie, right? And I have to now walk up five steps. How long do you think it took me to walk up the five steps with the eggs? I, I don't know, but I love the fact that, that we can treat you like a fucking adult like 90% of the week, and then the other 10% you have to be treated like a toddler. That's oh, yeah, yeah. You would not. That's amazing. Trust me, you, you guys would not tolerate this. You would be like, this is an intolerance. <laughs> fucking crazy. This is, this is not appropriate. Any, this is not appropriate at any age behavior. It's like crawling <laughs> in the driveway and shit every Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> I miraculously make it up the steps with the eggs, but then she takes them immediately from me because the steps go into from the garage into what is our kitchen. Right. We have like one of those kind of houses where the garage is attached to the kitchen, like the side kitchen. And then now I could tell she's mad. I could tell like I sense it. And, you know, like when you're fucked up and someone's mad at you, how bad do you feel? No, you like, feel guilty. Yeah, it's like immediate guilt. So I know exactly right? what you're you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Especially like when it's, it's, it's your not chick, a party you know, anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's your it's partner. Party. You know, like this is like, oh, man, because, you know, she's not catching up to you because she's got to go to work again at 530 in the morning and it's nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. So she's not even talking. Dude, she goes to the bathroom. She washes her hands. She changes her clothes. She comes out of the bathroom. I'm standing in like the doorway, like trying to talk to her. And she goes, listen to me. I am going to get a drink and I'm going to get in bed and I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Just like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Did that sober oh, you up? No. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why? What's up? She's like, John, John. I'm getting in bed. Because she knew it wasn't even worth it. It was going to be a fight. Yeah. Good on her, yeah. though. Good on her. Yeah. And I was like, can I get you something? Do you need, like, a drink or something? Like, what do you want? Like, you want She's like, John, I'm going to get my headphones. <laughs> I'm going to watch my show on my iPad in bed. Good night. And hey, I John, go to the... I want you to get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. That's what she I want put, you to She, do. like, put me out of the room like a dog, man. Like, oh, man. with my old man balls. Like, just put me and my old man balls... Out of the room, you ride a fucking guilty ass balls down the stairs. Yeah, like Randy yeah. Marsh on the hippity hop. Oh, that's that's kind of what I remember when that episode came out. My friend said that to me because there was I there was like a running joke about um, uh, 
my balls. And they were like, dude, did you get any, did, this is like totally like, did you like write this episode? Cause I'm always like, yeah, I had to like my balls. It's just, I don't know what the fuck it is. They're just, they're in the way of everything. I don't know what the fuck it is. I can never be comfortable. You know, like they say man spreading, like on the subway. I don't take the subway anymore. Oh, but like I get that. Yeah. 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 Maybe those dudes just have really long balls. Yeah. Like, I've always, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't, I like, I've, I don't know. It's, I think it's fine, dude. You got to let them breathe once in a while. You know, yeah. I don't think people, I think people underestimate how uncomfortable it is to have balls. Like women obviously have breasts. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's fucking annoying. A yeah, lot of dudes probably. got tits. You know, I'm yeah. sure that's fucking annoying. But like the ball sack thing, I don't know, dude. Just like having a dangle around all day, any activity you do, you have to watch out for it. It's yeah, it gets yeah. annoying. You guys it's ever sit on your balls? And you have those Sabu pants on. Like if I put those Sabu pants on, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> like my balls would just look like a conga line, like like a conga line of balls behind like fabric. Like they'd just be like you would like they would just burst out. They would like pop out like when the Hulk like just hulks out. My balls hulk out. Um, so have you yeah. ever sat on your so, balls? Yes. That sucks, doesn't it? Oh my god. I was working at Home Depot, hot summer day out in the garden, and I went to jump up into the forklift, and I fucking slammed down on the seat really hard, and my since it was hot, my nutsack was all dangling and shit. Oh, never wore yeah. boxers to work anymore after that. Whew. It's the worst. It's the worst. And I and I I have a history of uh, of private parts problems. I've I've I've, I've had a, I've had we've talked about my my the skin. Like when I when I had the uh, the chameleon skin coming off my dick for like the aftershave uh, or whatever it was. Yeah, the aftershave incident. Like <laughs> oh, you know, that's one of Yuck Nasty's favorite. Like Yuck Nasty wrote a song Jesus about. It. They said Christ that was the greatest thing they've heard in their life. I remember somebody sent me when I told that story on um, Get in the Corner. Somebody sent me a thing and said that is one of those stories that no way is that fake because no one would lie about that about themselves. And I'm like, yeah, no chance. I mean, <laughs> why would anybody? Dude, I gotta, I gotta. I don't know how many times we're gonna sit around in a circle and talk about our dicks, but like I, I gotta share this story. I've shared it oh, on yeah, Teach. It's my favorite. I love it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so my first memory ever, ever in the world, is you know those old school diapers where you would actually have to use like a push pin to like fucking yeah. close it. Yeah. So my mom was using one of those on me, and my first memory ever was her piercing my dick from side to side with the pin and i still right. have the scar I, every yeah. girlfriend i have her you know, i think you talked wife. about that on the first episode yeah i think maybe i really but, do. Uh, yeah that's my first memory she still apologizes till this day because like literally she pierced it and locked it like it was yeah fucking like yeah i have to go well, to the hospital she's a nurse so she could have lost her license over that i mean like <laughs> well, she, she, you could have filed you could have filed a hippo claim or something like you, know, you could have filed a reclaim or something like that but yeah, yeah that's, that's my the worst. Best memory in the world. Also, you know, I, I said that I, I survived uh, 9-11 post-bullying in fucking Iran and all this shit. And also getting my dick pierced unintentionally yeah. at age uh, like two yeah. or whatever. You're, you're, you're a penile survivor. You're a penile sure. survivor. I, I'll tell you what, if I had to choose between spilling a half a bottle of menin on my dick or getting a pin through it, I might take the pin. I might take the pin. Yeah, it's debatable. I don't know. Well, Menon, uh, yeah, that shit, that, that would be brutal. Though. The old school green, you guys remember yeah. Menon? Bisho, yeah, you know Menon? Dad, oh, I yeah, I remember that. Right? I still get it. My my dad used to wear, that's like one of the first sets I remember. My dad, yeah. Bye, Menon. Yeah, yeah, bye, Menon. It might have went in the dick hole. I'm almost confident some of it went in the dick hole. Poor Menon in your dick hole. I mean, like, honestly, like, like I don't know that, like, the thought of like I don't know that I could even pull this off now. They it's not green anymore. Menon is Menon green. It's like a there blue. it is. Skin bracer. That's it. 
Oh my! It's a dollar thirty-six now. <laughs> God, my dad was. Yeah, cheating. it's pretty much like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Look up skin bracer aftershave by Menon. It is like literally liquid alcohol. It, it it's aftershave. It's the cheapest aftershave you could buy. But back in the day, men like my dad, they grew up in an environment where they um, shaved every day and then they put aftershave on. Like, I haven't worn aftershave. Like, I wear cologne all the time, but I haven't worn aftershave in like no. 25 fucking years. Oh, look at that men in bottle. Oh, this reminds me of my dad. That's depressing. Uh, did he have But those? yeah, I, no, I've never seen these before. They're fun. But my dad had that skin bracer bottle. You know, <laughs> we all used to use it. You know, that had to be annoying. Like, that is there is there any real purpose other than just almost like cologne? Like, does it do anything for your skin? I don't know. I honestly, like, yeah. I don't know. Does it? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it prevents it from bumps. It kills. Yeah, like, but I would get the razor uh, burn anyway. Yeah. Dude, a dollar, a vintage bottle is a dollar thirty six forty four. I had no, that one hundred thirty six forty four. Wait, wait, what was one hundred thirty six used? Yeah. That's, that's the largest bottle they sold. Though. That's oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I don't want that. I want the OG glass one, men in there. Dude, what was that aftershave that had like a gray, um, gray bottle? I think it Old was spice? actually just called. No, no, no. I think it was just called aftershave. <laughs> Hold on, let me search. I gotta find this one too. I, this was yeah. old school. Yeah, this was back in the day. Like, like it was. I'm trying to let me see. Gray bottle aftershave. Oh, it's called after. 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 Oh, I had that. Yep. After and the brute by Fabergé. All this shit was shit. in my house. Yeah, dude, that, that was okay. nice. That was yeah. You know what though? That was that was a gel. That's not. Yeah, that's, that smelled good as yeah, fuck. It smelled great. Was, that shit. Yeah. So I would I would fuck with that today. I would fuck with that shit. I still have this. Like I still have it upstairs. I just forgot the name. I still get this, dude. I would fuck with that because it's a gel. It's a cooling gel. It's not like the Menin, which is like green death. Wow. For all you younger people out there, you're really missing out on a lot of this shit. Let me tell you, we had we had the, the luxuries of some of this stuff. The OG speed stick. Wow, I remember that. Yeah, I, I wonder how that. many kids don't get the like the the Kevin McAllister joke with the aftershave on the face because people just don't know what aftershave is. No, they really don't. They really, they really don't. sell it though. So it's it's like the original like kryptonite, you know, like this would fucking kill Superman right here. Yeah, that. dude, that skin bracelet though. Let me tell you something. You get that shit in your eyes by accident or something. That shit is toxic as fuck. Don't get it on your dick. That's all I got to tell you. They should have something on the back that says "Not for dicks." <laughs> like like men and not for the penis. jerk off with this dude i dude i'll tell you i don't even think Gigi allen would have jerked off with fucking men and i'm not even joking like it, it's dude it's it burns right through your shit like it's not meant to be like like you can't it'll burn your shit yeah there's it'll certain stuff i don't know what it, i don't remember what it was but i used something like an aftershave or something like that to freshen up one time and it felt like my shit was on fire for like two and a half hours there's just certain yeah. shit you can't put on your balls yeah, no, no. So this is just you know, this a, this is a mostly male audience. It, it just is, and I just I feel obligated as the elder statesman. I don't want I don't want you to spill a half a bottle of skin bracer on your cock and have it peel over, um, you know, like athlete's foot, because that happened to me and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. My it was, it was it, between that and long balls. Wasn't there an episode Shaheen of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he was called Larry Longballs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, remember the woman that yeah yeah the woman he didn't want the woman he broke up because he didn't want her to tell stories about him like sexually yeah. and then she goes that's him that's Larry Longballs oh yeah that's me I'm fully I'm officially Larry David by the way I don't know if you know this Shaheen but I have all those blazers that Larry David has I just don't wear them as often I literally sure have the same blazers no I can take a picture of me in the sweater I have the the the, the V neck sweaters with the long sleeve with the khakis and then I have the um. 
I have the blazers. I have a bunch. I don't have as many blazers as I have cardigans, but I have like four or five blazers. I like the look. I, think, I like the, I like the look. I, I think if you start growing out the horseshoe right now by October for Halloween, you could literally be Larry David. Oh, 100%. And it'll be all great too. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm like you would bad. actually be Larry David. Yeah, I think I would look pretty good. Pretty, pretty, Dude, you totally, pretty good. You got it down, man. Yeah, his cadence and everything. Like, you would actually be Larry David. Because that's me. I'm not really doing that impression. (laughs) He grew up in my neighborhood. Like, he's like 20 years older than me. He grew up in my... Dude, I have, like, literally, I could perform any one of these outfits. If you wanted me to do, I could literally go upstairs and change it to any one of these outfits right now. Not even joking. Like, like that, I could pull that off in two seconds. That, the one with the finger, that's me. I have every one of those. Are my glasses even that different than I'm wearing right now? I'm not really. Well, they're a little bit more stylish. The one with him with the coffee yeah, cup. Yeah. 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 I like the look. You know, I like the look. It's the old man look, man. <laughs> well, it's, David look. But it's like, but like, yeah, I guess it's an old man look. I don't know. Oh, remember when he was wearing. Old, holy like, shit. Old, that's him as a 20 something year old guy. He looks better than. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's him. That's him. Get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. Larry David? Yeah. That's Larry oh, David in his 20s. God. He looks better now. I know. Yeah. It's funny, man. I saw a picture of Dick Vitale the other day on on Twitter, and I looked up a picture of him. He actually looks better now at 80 than he did at 50. And I have to say, Larry David is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King looked on a fucking horror show back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Well, everybody looked like a horror show back in the 70s. But I mean, like, like, would Larry be funny if he looked like a regular dude? You wouldn't think he was funny. I mean, like, his look compliments his personality. It's his delivery and cadence, I think. Yeah, but his but his the delivery look, and cadence yeah, the matches compl- the look. Yeah, the look complements it. Well, for those of you who don't know, because most people know what I look like in real life because they've either met me or seen me, or I'm I'm always like like I'm not hiding like a lot of other podcasters are. So um, <laughs> I'm basically Larry David. I'm like an Italian Irish. Larry David grew up in my neighborhood. Um, he grew up in a, I think he, he may have gone to our high school. No, he went to the high school my parents went to. I think he went to Lincoln or Madison in in uh, in, in Sheepside Bay, Brooklyn. He's from my neighborhood. Um, he's a big Yankee guy, but I'm a Mets guy, so that's where. The, but yeah, I dude. So what? Who doesn't want to be like Larry David? The guy's a genius. You're comparing me to a genius and a Spite store. I would open a Spite store in two seconds if I had the money. How old is he? He's 73. Let's see. Did they say where? Oh wow, he's a lot older than me, huh? Jesus Christ. He's on. Wow, he's like a parent's age to me. Do they say where he's from? I'm pretty sure he's from Sheepside Bay, Brooklyn. Yeah, look at that. That's where I'm from. Dude, I really hope I'm Larry from. David. I hope oh, look, he went to Sheepside Bay High School. 90. That's where I went to fucking high school. It is you. Jeez, this is man. me. Guys, this is me. This is me. Wow. And he, wow. Wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, so if you never met me, if you're curious what I'm really like, just watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's almost no difference. We act the same towards other people. Uh, we, we upset people in the same manner. Um, you know, so I'm very, I'm very, I'm very Larry David. I'm very Larry David. It's scary you know? sometimes, man. It really is. It is. It's, it's, Shaheen will tell you in person, it's a little bit more prevalent in person. Like, cause then it really comes across, I think, in person. Cause we're, we're both, we talk a lot with our hands. We're both the tall, skinny guys, like, you know. Of, you know, there's worse people to be compared to. That's what I'm saying. I think there's worse people to be compared to. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm going to be 50. I already have the clothes picked out. I already got the balls picked out. Uh, the balls picked <laughs> out. I got, um, I'm going to be, but I got to tell you, when I'm on that vacation, I'm going to be incommunicado. 
I, I, I'm going to emerge from a haze of alcohol and drugs for like, I'm basically for three days, I'm going to live like Sid Vicious and, um, wish me luck because I don't know how I'm going to come out the other side. I could come out like a raving lunatic. I could, uh, who knows? I, I could come out a completely different person. I hope but, you're taking some mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. That makes me happy. All right. Good. Vermont. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you some info offline. I have. I have. I have a whole cacophony of things I plan on doing before I turn fifty. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, it basically, I'm just gonna get fucked up, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run the Monday and the Tuesday. I'm leaving the Tuesday, and then for the rest of the week, I'm not exercising. I'm not gonna skip any meals. I'm not doing vegan before six. I'm not eating seven portions of fruit and vegetables like I do every day before like the middle of the day. All that is out the window and it's all going to be replaced with drugs and alcohol. The only thing I will not do is I will not have smoke cigarettes. I will never do that again because it's too addictive for me. There's a possibility of a cigar. I'm not a cigar guy. I used to like cigars a lot, but then I realized I was supplementing them from not smoking cigarettes. So I stopped with the cigars. I haven't had one in about three years. I might bring a cigar on the trip. I might not. I don't know. I might just, uh, I might not. Who the hell knows? Nah, I might, I might not do it. Who knows? Maybe we'll bring a cigar. Eh. You guys like cigars? Uh, I stuff weed in them. I don't, I don't <laughs> smoke them. Oh, yeah. You buy cigars to fill them with weed. Yeah, I crack them with, <laughs> stuff them with weed. Bisho, you seem like a cigar guy. Do you like cigars? Yeah, every once in a while. I smoked them more when I was younger and smoking cigarettes, but uh, I've just kind of calmed off smoking all together. I, I find yeah. when I smoke cigars, it makes me want to smoke cigarettes i just can't Thank do you. that that's that's my thing yeah. you know many many years ago i thought when i was still smoking cigarettes i thought of transitioning over to cigars and then a pipe my grandfather smoked a pipe and i love the smell of pipe tobacco like i i i, I have to occasionally get uh yeah. go to a store that uh sells uh um some things and they have pipe tobacco in that store and I love the smell. Like I could be, I want to be buried in a coffin of that smell. Like I just love yeah, the way it's amazing. It smells. It's an I, amazing I smell. Just some really cherry tobacco like, smelling coffin. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like man. Chocolatey. Oh, come on. I like it's it. so fantastic. Like, like I couldn't, I couldn't like a smell more than that smell, but I'm so fearful because smoking a pipe is, is cancerous. I mean, like smoking cigars is cancerous, you know, and I'm older and I, I dodged a big bullet with cigarettes. Why put myself back in a cancer bullet with a pipe or, or, or cigars? Like I, and again, I don't smoke weed. I do not touch smoking anything. Edibles are primarily popular because people did not want to smoke. You know, like I'm blown away by the amount of people I know that smoke weed on a regular basis that are so health conscious. And I'm just like, I would be so worried about my lungs. Like I'm just so paranoid, you know, from, from smoking cigarettes. And I know it's not the same thing. But it's not safe either. It's not like it's not like a healthy alternative. I mean, you know, yeah, it does have nicotine. Like, you know, you, you're breathing smoke into your lungs. There's there's carcinogens in 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 inhaling marijuana. Right. So I mean, so that's why I think edibles are so popular. You know, and edibles are so mainstream now. My God, they're like they're like granola bars and shit. They're fucking. I'm surprised they don't come in TCBY on fucking toppings at this point. Well, also, I'm getting legal weed in my state, so I could talk like this, and I'm, I'm completely no one's. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Hey, I just wanted to bring this up because uh, I live in New York. So not only is New York getting legal weed, uh, we're also in Manhattan. They officially decriminalized prostitution. Did you guys hear about this? 
No, but that's no. dude. They're bringing all the flavors of New York back from the eighties. That's yeah, yeah. It's not guns, gangs, prostitution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Knicks are in first place. I mean, there's a lot. Of, the Knicks and the Mets are in first place. It's really weird. Although the Mets uh, lost the game, lost the game by like fourteen runs last night. But um, yeah, the DA of uh, the DA district attorney, uh, district attorney of Manhattan, has now said that his office will no longer prosecute arrests for prostitution only in the borough of Manhattan, which is what most people refer to as New York City or the city. So that doesn't mean that you can get a BJ, you know, in the Bronx in your car, like you know, on uh, you know, on the, under a bridge or something. But if you're in Manhattan and you get arrested for solicitation. You are not, you can, you, you're, the, his office will not prosecute anymore. And that's a big deal because most of the hoobas are in, back in the day, traditionally, that's where you would get a prostitute. You know, there's not, I mean, suburban prostitutes are a, not necessarily a myth, but it's not exactly like you see a prostitute randomly walking around your neighborhood, like, you know, by the, by the five and dime or the fucking coffee shop. You know, there, there isn't prostitutes standing outside of Starbucks, you know, in, uh, in downtown Brooklyn. You know, the, the the West Side Highway back in the day was a big thing for prostitution. So, yeah. So New York is getting crazy, man. You know, like we're getting legal weed. The Knicks are in first place, uh, which is crazy. Um, the Nets are actually doing really good. The Mets, well, sh- no, the Mets are okay. The Yankees are kind of shit in the bed. But it's early, you know, and it's not hockey season yet, I don't think. I don't know. Does hockey season start? I have no idea. But, yeah, legal, like, legalized uh, sex, sex shit is going to be legal soon. So we're going to have legalized weed. We're gonna like in the next three years we'll have weed shops and who knows maybe we'll have um maybe we'll have some uh some legal brothels in Manhattan that'd be kind of fun wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of down for all this shit, dude. <laughs> we need we need flavors back in New York. Give us <laughs> give us weed, tits, yeah, long yeah. balls, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be the next job I go into. I I really want to get into the edibles business. You know, I want to because I I think it's great. I'm definitely someone who is um. I wasn't never a drug person, you know, but recreational drugs, I, I always felt that they should be decriminalized. I feel like we've been involved in a losing drug war since before I was born. And I don't want my children to spend their entire lives in a losing drug war in this country, which I definitely like if you don't think the losing drug war has a lot to do with, you know, racism and police brutality, you're bugging. You need some edibles because this all ties into this fucking drug war that we've been fighting, that we've been losing since the fucking 60s. Um, you know, some of it state sponsored or, or dare I say government sponsored drug wars. Um, it, it's a, it's a losing proposition. Like I really, but it is crazy to think like, even if I go back like seven or eight years ago, like legalized weed, like it just seems so abstract and it's so mainstream now. Like, you know, like it really is. It's like a mainstream thing. I, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how many states have legalized marijuana, but it does seem like in your lifetime at the very least, do you guys think before, like you, you guys pass on to the old, uh, to the farm, that it's going to be legal in all fifty states? I think it'll be federally legal by next ten years. I think. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I feel like every every four years, like a couple more states make it completely legal. So, yeah. I, I think next next time around, we'll add another fifteen, twenty states probably to it. I mean, New Jersey, it's legal. That's right next to us. Yeah. New York is legal. I mean, I'm hoping PA is next. Um, yeah. I think we're a little more conservative than New Jersey and uh, New York, but which is strange because your, your body count is so much higher. Well, it's all in Philadelphia. You gotta you gotta <laughs> take in consideration that, that taking consideration that like you know half of Pennsylvania is fucking woods. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. taking the wrong turn. It's like literally like that movie coming to life. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we actually have those woods. 
Yeah, I mean, dude, we actually have like KKK that, that run in Pennsylvania. A lot of people think oh, it's yeah, a lot no, of cities, yeah, no, but yeah. you have. I, I know some of the areas where you actually have white power people because they would come up yeah. in places like Kutztown and Allentown, and they would come down to Philly and fight the yeah. hardcore guys in the eighties and nineties. They would fight my friends. So I, and that's a fact. I'm not. That's a that's a shoot. They actually. Uh, I was on the receiving end of. Uh, well, I missed it, but I told that story. I think on the Patreon, um, the white power dudes came down. I think from uh, Atlantic City. Possibly from yeah, I think there were the Atlantic City skinheads that came down to um, this uh, South Jersey and batted out everybody and tried to steal their equipment. But we were out getting pizza, so we missed the whole thing. This is in '90, um, but it's a pretty well-known story. But uh, yeah, we're on the road to legalize weed. New York is gonna have legalized prostitution, and uh, all of this will work out great for the uh, I don't know millions of people that are gonna get evicted in September. So it'll work out. You know, at least maybe they'll have some legal job options now. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're they're foresight. They have the foresight to know that all these people that are going to be homeless are going to need drugs uh, and prostitution, or they're going to have to do these things to survive. So maybe that's maybe that's the plan the whole time. I have no idea. It's possible, right? Yeah, I was going to say maybe since the white collar people are going back to work and all the restaurants and shops are closing up, then maybe that's the only alternative for those lower income people to go back to work is hooking and other recreational stuff. Hooking and selling edibles, man. By Don't the forget way, about OnlyFans. If you have Wi-Fi, yeah. you can be on OnlyFans. That's you know, yeah. that's always an option. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could just do an all balls version of OnlyFans. I could just do only balls. Oh, you took the balls right out of my mouth. Ah, Jesus. that's what she said. Balls, no homo. Jesus, <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, yeah, how much could we make with a, a, a John's big old man balls OnlyFans? I don't know. I have no idea. Like it's three dollars. <laughs> I had another one of those weird threesome dreams last night. My, 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 I don't know if it's just my age. <laughs> like I had some weird, I had the worst threesome dream. You could like, I had a bad one. Not that long ago. This is so much worse than the one I had previously. Like the one I, that I told you guys about that you were in the dream. Like, because I called you guys up, you said it's a trap. Like, oh, that's a, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember so, that. So, so I think in case I told on Patreon, so basically, like a month ago, I told these guys I had a dream that my wife came to me for my birthday and said, so here's – I got you your birthday present. We, we're going to have a threesome. The only thing is I can't – I'm not going to tell you who it's with and you have, to, uh, you have to agree to it by 3 o'clock or something like that. And like this was a dream. So then I, in the dream, I texted these two and said, hey, doesn't this sound like a trap? And they both were like, dude, you're being set up. This is a total trap. You have to say no. You have to say no. So I knew even in the dream that this was a setup, right? And when I told my wife about it, she said, that's funny because uh, the only way I would tell you that is uh, like in a dream, like, you know, like in like a roundabout way. And then um, in this version of the dream, I don't remember the circumstances behind it, but it was already agreed upon that we're having a threesome with this chick and my wife and the chick wouldn't stop talking. And I kept trying to do stuff with them. <laughs> Just and like a they woman, they won't shut the fuck up. And they were talking to one another, like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, can you guys stop? Like, I'm trying to, like, you know, like, like do some. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, like, they're like laughing and giggling and talking. And then one of them goes, "Do you want to go smoke a cigarette?" And then she's like, "Yeah, I'd love to go smoke a cigarette." And then they just left me to go smoke cigarettes, and they never came back. Like, I can't even, I can't even in my dreams, like, in my dreams, don't even like work out that well. Like, who has fucking dreams like this? Like, this is some sad shit. This is like some incel shit. Like, honestly. Like, like who, 
but really, that's kind of like what real life is like. Like that's like a curb your enthusiasm threesome scene. Yeah, you've like, been around yeah. so long and you're so jaded that you just know better. <laughs> that's just yeah. too good to be true. Type. Yeah, there's of thing. no happy endings. Like there's no like you know nobody surprises you like you know with a gift like like that. You know what I mean? Like like please, are you kidding me? Like like my God, like 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 there's no chance. There's just no there's just no way. There's just no way. But that's a realistic version of a dream. Like my dreams are so hyper realistic in, in the disappointment of life. That's the problem. I would say, I would say that's the problem. When your dreams aren't better than your real life, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, that's depressing, man. <laughs> yeah. I what can I say? Dude, I'm 50. Like, I'm gonna be 50 in like two weeks. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is just like what like what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, I I don't know. In a way, I feel like I've been dressing for this moment my whole life. Like I've been I feel like- I feel like if Lil Uzi heard this episode, he'd definitely, you know, commit that uh, 27 club membership. Just wrap it up by 27. Like, dude, if this is 50, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. My dreams are going to suck. That's, that's not that's no good. <laughs> my favorite is my friends like your age or something like that, like close to your age, who are like, oh, like, uh, oh, uh, your birthday's coming up, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, don't sweat it, man. 50 is the new 40. Haven't you heard? And I'm like. Only a fucking motherfucker, like in their 30s, would say some dumbass shit like that. Like, don't fucking say that stupid ass shit to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 50 is not the new 40. 40 is 40, and 50 is 50. Well, like, I mean, there's no difference. When, when my parents were, like, when I was younger and I saw a 60 year old person, it does not equate to a 60 year old person nowadays. It looks like someone who's 80 now. I mean, people lived differently back then. So I kind of get the notion that, oh, don't worry, 40 is the new 50. Or, 50 is new 40, but like you don't say that to someone who's who's coming up on 50 because it sounds no. like a consolation, like you're patronizing them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but with such a patronizing society at this point, like patronizing society, right? Yeah, patronizing. Like, you know, we really are. Well, it's such a the word is so weird to kind of articulate there, but that's a patronizing thing. Like my wife said to me, um, we'll talk about my birthday, and she was like, Listen, I'm not getting you any of this over the hill shit. And it, she goes, I think that's fucking so obnoxious. And I was like, I want to be like, yeah, motherfucker, because you're not that much younger than me. Of course, you're not going to get me that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, she's 46. But like, at 46, I was still thinking about like 40. I wasn't thinking about 50. It's a weird thing, man. I'm not going to front. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing because like, there's expectations of where you thought you were going to be. And then there's the reality of those expectations. And coming out of a year of COVID, like have, being, uh, being someone who lost their business to COVID, that'll fuck your shit up. You know what I mean? It, it fucks with your head a little bit. It does. You know, I mean, because like, I wonder, like, if COVID didn't happen, I probably would have had this rad party. You know what I mean? You guys would have came out. We would have done a podcast from it and fucking there would have been like fucking it would have been crazy shit. Like it would have been some ill shit with bands and fucking. Oh, it would have been, oh, been crazy. Yeah, it would have been crazy. Like I would have probably done the band thing that we're probably doing in the fall for this. Like, had there been no COVID? This is how I wanted to spend my 50th birthday. I wanted to play a show and I wanted to retire from that kind of a life. And then that was it. That was like, what better way to celebrate my 50th birthday, right? No, COVID said no, (laughs) I couldn't do any of these things. So now I'm basically gonna become like fucking, you know, like Kurt Cobain for a few days, but hopefully have a different ending. We just don't know what the ending is gonna be. I don't know. Leave the guns at home. Are guns legal in Vermont? I have no idea. I don't. Know. I honestly don't know. It's Bernie country, so I'm just you know. Probably not. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. You know, what I should do. I should try to pull the Larry David look and pretend I'm Bernie while I'm in Vermont. 
Let's see if I get any free wow. stuff. I thought I thought you were gonna say wear the Trump hat and like he did it in one episode, so people leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a smart move. Like, it is. He goes, yeah, I wore the Trump hat so people would just leave me alone. Nobody will. That's talk hilarious if you do it though, just because you're so high, you don't want to be bothered by people. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> wear my wife hat there. Even if I want to do it as a goof, my wife would my wife would, would probably put the kibosh on that. You know, like you know, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm excited for the on-air party. I'm I'm I I really uh, I I hope some of these big names come through. I really do. I hope some of these big names come through. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to you know. To me, it'll be like a little bit of a return to normalcy. You know what I mean? Like, although I don't know what's normal about any of the stuff I'm talking about today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is like the most abnormal shit ever. You know, I purposely wanted to just talk about as much dumb shit as possible because the severity of what's going on in our country right now um, <laughs> is so deeply, profoundly upsetting to so many people that I feel like as somebody who likes to make jokes and has at least a semblance of some kind of timing where I could make things funny, the last thing I want to do is bum people the fuck out because real life is bumming everybody out. So, you know, I'm making a point of not doing that purposely because, I, I mean, how much more reminders do you need that we are exactly living through the fucking apocalypse? I mean, we are. I mean, I sent these guys footage today of a riot three miles from my house, which is not going to get national media because I don't live in a fucking major city. Okay? I don't. So it's not going to get the media attention. But there was a fucking riot about three miles from my house because, uh, you know, without being too specific, the, the precinct by my house the biggest precinct, the day of the George Floyd verdict, which I believe was Monday, right? Was it Monday? A bunch of protesters decided to camp out in front of this precinct that there may have been some problems at. And um, the mayor of my town and the police chief of my town decided that in the interest of you know what was going on in the country, that they weren't going to do anything to break these protests up. Now, the, uh, now, when I say protest, what they basically did was they sort of illegally occupied a portion of a block by a precinct. And you guys look at this footage. This is like, this is a few, this is three, I could walk to this motherfucker with you. This is three miles like, like from my house. Look at some of these pictures, guys. Like seriously, this is real deal shit. This is, this know, was this is like the real. last night? No, this is now. <laughs> right now? Oh my God. No, this is now, guys. Hey, Shaheen, do you so, hear the static again? No, but these, no, I don't. But like these, these specific pictures are from last night or are these just from last year? No, th this is now. This is yeah. this is today. They broke the shit up today. So basically, I hear, I hear it now again. Yeah, I hear it again. What is going on, with my mic? I have no idea. It's getting worse. So why don't we do this? Oh Jesus! All right, hold on. Did it get any better? Yeah. Did it get better? Yeah, it cut off. What yep. did you do? I I got off of one. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I went back to three. Um. I don't know what all these pictures are, but there was so basically, so to to just put some uh, some stuff on the story. So basically, what happened was they decided to stay after the verdict because initially they were worried about the verdict and all this other stuff. Okay, so the police chief here and the mayor here said, "Look, you've been here for a few days. We haven't done anything to disrupt the protest. People camped out." It was like dozens and dozens of people. I couldn't say how many people. But where they were was where the cops pull out, like by this huge precinct. So it was obstructing like where they pull out. So the cops went to the mayor and they said, listen, this is we can't have this per perpetually. So the police chief in my town 
said, we're going to give you till three o'clock on Friday. And then you got to break this shit up. You got to go. You got to go. No one left. And they brought down the fucking hammer, yo. Like they, they were rough. They were not fucking the fuck around, right? I live in upstate New York. Cops here are very different from city cops. Um, I haven't had too many interactions. See what they did? They put all this garbage in front of the precinct. So if you scroll down the footage, watch how rough they get with these motherfuckers. They get rough. Look at the one with the guy with the jacket. This is the one. Look at this, dude. Look at this. This is today. This is a few hours ago. I mean, what exactly? Old. What exactly are they protesting? Well, this is the thing, right? They're not. The problem is, they were there for the verdict. In case they were unhappy with the verdict, they wanted to have a presence there, which a lot of people. This was not uncommon. A lot of a lot of people went out in the streets. See, see, see this is ACAB all over the precinct. Right there in the precinct, ACAB, well, I mean, they, they start. Yeah, Look, I'm yeah. not one to sympathize with cops that are beating the shit out of people, but how long do you let shit like that go? They're blocking a street, they're outside yeah. the precinct, they're graffitiing the fucking building. Yeah, I mean, at some rough. point, the authority's going to clamp down. Look at this. I mean, but but dude, I mean, they are clamp. I mean, they are, they, why, I mean, I don't know if you can see it here, but they were taught. Dude, they took batons and smashed everybody's everything. They were smashing shit. That one with the jacket. Watch this shit. Just watch well, this John, shit. Who, who are these people? Are these like BLM? Yeah. Yeah, this is BLM in where I live. Yeah, watch this, dude. Watch this, dude. They're going to start fucking people up. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, this is when you said earlier, right? Yeah, this is hardcore, though. Yeah. Like, this is like, yo, this is like, throw, look at this, dude. But you see that dude with the nightstick? Plablow. Plablow. They're just plablowing people. Like, yo. Well, like, did they hit like people or were they just hitting yeah, the chairs hit and stuff? Yeah, they hit people. Okay. I feel like this could look at a big ass cop. Look at that tall motherfucking cop. It looks like Dominic Dijakovic. I love uh, how they all have the same haircut too. Look, everyone yeah, has the same there, There's a lot of hillbilly shit up here, yo. I mean, like everyone you know, look, look at this dude. Look at this dude. You see that dude going buck wild with the fucking baton? Yeah, dude. Looks yeah, like yeah, they were cool. fucking somebody up in the inside. They were the tent. fucking somebody up. They were no, fucking inside the up. tent. You see, you see the tent moving around inside. Yeah, it. yeah. Look at this dude. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was? Can you scroll up a little bit? I'm sorry. Some video without their names or badges visible. Yeah, that's illegal. Look, man, <laughs> this is a tense time, all right? I don't live in a, in a major city. I live 160 miles from, 180 miles from New York City, okay? I live the same equidistance to the Montreal border, all right? Um, this is a tense time. So if my small town is having this issue, what the fuck is going to happen everywhere else when I see this shit? What's going to happen in Chicago, in Philly, in the Bronx, in fucking, you know, Detroit, in Cleveland? Like, you know, in like, I, they, and again, this was prompted really for nothing. Like they basically, when they showed up there to protest, they just decided that even though the, I think, and, and I don't well, want to speak for these, for, for this group because I don't know what their, what their mission statement was. But when I read about it more, that they felt that they needed to stay even though the verdict was something that they were happy with, but that's not, you know, un unlike a lot of people that seem to think the world's problems are over now, they're not. And this particular group in this community feels like this is not going to really make any difference in their lives. So they went there, they set up shop, they were peaceful, they weren't, but then they started getting a little antsy, it looked like. And then when the police chief said, okay, we gave you a bunch of days. Now, by the way, it's been like 30 degrees and snowing up here. It's terrible weather, too. It's just awful weather. They said, you got to be out by 3 o'clock Friday. If you don't leave by 3 o'clock Friday, we're going to force you out. 
And they were like, fuck you. And then 5.0 came out with blah, blah, and just started blah, blah, and everybody all over the fucking place. I don't, I, 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 it looks a little rough, man. I'm just saying, and I live here. So this is my fucking, this is my town. This is where I fucking live. Okay. This is three miles from my home. This looks a little rough to me. (laughs) Like this looks like they got a little crazy. I don't know what the fuck they could have done differently. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a crowd control specialist. But I know the footage of this is going to go national and it's not going to end well. It's not. I mean, I don't know. I, I, what do you guys think when you see this shit like this? Because I really don't know. Because, again, this is where I live. This is not Minnesota. This is not fucking Chicago to me. This is my home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of cops up here who are kind of dicks. Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of cops here who are dicks. But there's a lot of rough areas here and a lot of crime. So... You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Honestly, I don't really think it's going to go viral. I think if it was going to go viral or something like this two years ago, would have attracted a lot of eyes. I think we saw this happen in every city. So we kind of become like desensitized towards this type of shit. But I don't know if it keeps going for another week or so, maybe. But I don't I don't see it happening. But, you know, one thing before before uh, Bisho gives his opinion. Can you scroll down real quick and show their shields again? The riot shields? Yeah. Did you notice the uh, the Blue Lives Matter like line on them? Is that is that is that I don't like think normal that, or is no, that I, no? That looks that doesn't look like a blue. Line. That looks like it's just well. That's the blue line thing. That's isn't yeah, that, but it's I, the blue that line could be a thing, derivative yeah. of something uh, like I don't know what that's a derivative. No, it's of. the thin blue line. That's uh, police yeah, that's standing their, together. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. But is that a new thing that they're doing since since this whole BLM thing happened? I don't know. Like a, I, I haven't been close to too many shields. Yeah, neither. But that's why I'm asking because, like, I don't, yeah. if this is a new thing that they're doing, that's kind of interesting because it's kind of taking a political. Well, it's not a flag, though. She noticed it's not a flag. It's just the line. I know, like, it's, it's, it's flag. Yeah, but you know what it's representing. There we go. Yeah, no, that is it. Yeah, the thin blue line is a term yeah. that refers to the concept which chiefs. Okay. Yeah, that might have been around for a long time. I don't know. I mean, I know the term. I thought the term meant why they don't rat on other cops because of the thin blue line. Yeah, I thought that. And I saw the too, documentary yeah. by Errol Morris, which is a and, fantastic. Yo, that's that's very interesting too, because that's very much gang mentality, like the don't snitch on each other type of thing. That's that's a yeah. gang, you know. Yeah. Well, it's weird for people that have qualified immunity. I mean, which I'm totally against qualified immunity. Quite frankly, um, I think qualified immunity is bad. I think that needs to go at a federal level. Look. You know, we'd be stupid not to talk about what's going on in the world. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the the George Floyd trial came to a wrap Monday. Uh, guilty on all counts. I'm a little surprised because I thought maybe the higher county wouldn't go. They wouldn't go for it. But when they came back so quickly, it was clearly that they were going to go. That was guilty. Like as soon as I heard it was wrapped up that quickly, I go, oh, he's guilty on all counts. So I really didn't. You know, I wasn't surprised really at that point. I was surprised during the trial at how bad the defense was. It was a terrible defense. Um, but again, you know, could it, we don't know. We could have went a bunch of different ways. But I think this particular issue with this particular protest is they didn't want. And again, I feel terrible speaking for the people there, but because I honestly don't know. But my interpretation as someone who lives here is that they didn't want the trial outcome to put an end to this conversation. And and I understand. And that's which I agree with. And I agree with. And I think a lot of people were popping champagne bottles, you know, a little, you know, a little too early because nothing is resolved. Like, like, you know, a a cop fucked up cop did fucked up cop shit. Now he's going to fucked up jail. You know, you know, in the same day, there was other shit going on that is provoking other 
riots and other protests and other conflicts. And we're only more do- like it's crazy how like in a way you would hope that that would have maybe put some closure and hopefully to the people that were close to that circumstance with George Floyd. The family seems like there is like it does seem like there is a measure of closure. And again, I want to speak for the family, but seeing them on TV, seeing a lot of people in the family, there did seem to be some measure of peace coming out of their voices. Right. That's nice. And that's what they wanted. And they also got a civil settlement. So that but the work, you know, like I said, it's I think for this particular community where I live, which doesn't get a lot of national press because nobody gives a fuck about upstate New York. Their thing is that no one is going to they want people to keep paying attention. So they stayed there. You know, they weren't, you know, and they they, they started to get a little hectic because they started cursing the cops and writing on the walls or whatever. You know, but that's how these things go. I mean, like, you know, unfortunately, sometimes these things start out one way and then they end up another way. You know what I mean? But the cops look like they were doing the no fucking around shit when they were fucking. Wow. They look they look pretty militant. That looked like some militant police shit there. It looked like some Gaza Strip shit. So it's a little intimidating because, like, I live here. You know what I mean? This isn't this isn't fucking 3000 miles away from me. And, you know, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of gang activity. Yo, there's a lot of people getting shot up here. I mean, like a lot of dudes getting shot everywhere, dude. I mean, this everywhere. year alone is crazy with shootings. Yeah. But yo, man, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I, I just mentioned this a second ago, but that I'm thinking about that. That's concerning to me. The blue, the thin blue line thing that they have on there. That essentially, because that tells you where they stand on, you know, things, and they're basically saying fuck, fuck what you're standing for. We're together and we're gonna stay silent. And them taking their badges off with the names. Yeah, they were visible. That's, that was. That, I mean. Well, that's that they're not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. That's that. what I'm saying. With that, you know, the whole yeah. sign on there. That's a Bisha, little. What do you think, Bisha? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know because, like I said a minute ago, how long do you let people stand and just kind of get in your face and talk shit? Because they know they can, and they know you can't do shit because all eyes are on them. And trust me, I'm not sympathizing. I'm not a bootlicker. I think it's the fucking George Floyd shit is terrible. But they get, they were there six days, six fucking days. They blocked traffic. Oh, four days. Four days. Oh, they got oh, there. I think Monday. Sorry, the they tweet said six, so I must yeah. have misread. Oh well, um, they might have started over the weekend. I don't know, but I only heard only and only start. You're right. They didn't. They might have set up for the deliberation on okay. Monday. Okay. And I don't know how many people were there, and you know, I really don't. It was dozens, if not more. It was. It was not a couple of people. It was a bunch of people, and they were camping there. They were staying there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was fires like. Burn barrels. Well, it's there. fucking freezing up yeah. here. It's fucking. It's. I mean, it's fucking unseasonably cold. But but to your point, Bisho, I agree. See, but this is the thing. They were allowed to do this. I generally think maybe the the the, the mayor and the police chief where I live made a mistake, because they when the like that day when the trial ended, unlike other places, where there were some types of protests or gatherings or, you know, I, I don't even know if we call them protests because there's nothing to really protest specifically, but, you know, people did leave and then go home. Like, you know what I mean? Like you saw like the scenes in certain places and people went out and they, and they, 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 you know, they made a presence and then they turned around and they left. Nobody left here. And, and I don't know. And again, I don't know why. Well, I some, this was going one in. of the tweets from the, the guy who I don't have him up now, so I apologize. I don't know his name. The journalist who had this on Twitter, the links and all that. One of the things said that they were they were calling for the firing of an officer. So I don't know if it was related to the Chauvin yeah, trial. There was no, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there was a shooting. 
there's so much crime here, man. I'm not even going to lie. Like the crime stats here are fucking scary. Like they're really bad. Um, I don't know what the, they were calling for specifically, but I know that they wanted more. They want they, they want like some changes made. You know what I mean? They want. Yeah, this is all today. Yeah. They take back the stand. They took it back. But what are they protesting? I know they hate the mayor. I don't know a lot about this police chief, but um, you know, I've lived here like seven years and I still feel like I'm a tourist here because like, I didn't grow up here. So it's just like I don't I get lost going around a fucking block. You know what I mean? Like I literally do. All right. So what are they saying? But what were they? Pro- 60 activists. Remains. Yeah, it's not saying yet. It's not saying. So I don't know that there was any. What had happened was the cops that told them to leave and they said, you have 15 minutes and then we're coming through. They wanted they wanted all the information on those cops and they didn't get them. And that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. I really, really don't. I really, really don't. I don't. I don't know. It's going to be a shit fest for years to come, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't think we have a solution. I'll, I'll be for honest it. with you guys. If it was nicer out, this would have been a lot worse. A lot oh. worse. It is like fucking freezing up here, yo. It is cold as fuck. Cold as fuck. And well, spoiler is, alert, man. Summer is coming up, and I have a feeling that these kind of situations are not going to – again, because we're celebrating for no reason. Sure, it's it's a win that the guy is going to jail, but it's not solving yeah. anything. These things are going to happen again next month. They just happened a week ago. Like It's, it's going to keep happening. Yeah. The, apparently, there was something that happened. I don't know. They want some officers to get shot. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about the specific demands. But. Shooting of Dante Wright. They're asking for two police officers to be fired and Mayor Sheehan and Chief Hawkins to step down, but I don't know the specifics. Isn't isn't Dante Wright the young man who was killed in Mini- in Brooklyn Center? <laughs> isn't that who Dante Wright is? Dante Wright was killed in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities. I honestly, I think if anything, they should be protesting that uh, Brianna Taylor case because she was. Yeah, it's a shame house. that that kind of got off the radar. Isn't that, that one crazy? is. Yeah, that one is the one where yeah, I'm no like, knock dude, warrants. I'm anti no knock warrants. Like, I'm anti qualified immunity. So, in case you want to know my position, I am anti no knock warrants. I am anti qualified immunity. Do you guys remember the story I told about the no knock warrant that was executed at my house a couple of years ago, at Christmas? Do you guys remember I told that story no, in Russell Suit? I don't think so, no. True story. I might have told that I'm balding. Uh, two years ago, Christmas time, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas time, I'm alone in my house. My wife and my stepdaughters are in Brooklyn for a couple of days, seeing my in-laws, I think for Hanukkah, I had to work. It is like in the teens. I have my Christmas decorations in my window. I have my tree in my window. I have my menorah because it's Hanukkah. I have menorahs in my house. It's about nine something at night. I am watching the documentary about some crazy police thing on Netflix. I see a bunch of lights outside of my house. I can't see because it's pitch black out and it's late and it's like a Thursday night and my dogs are bugging out. There is a knock on my door, knock as if I don't have a doorbell. I am in my, I'm in my pajamas, my, my, my Chewbacca slippers, which I don't have anymore and a, and a robe because it's fucking freezing and my dogs are flipping out and there's a knock at my door and I said, police, and I go to my door and I go, hello? And they mention a woman's name. I don't remember the woman's name, but I remembered it the next day because I researched it. And I said, excuse me? And they were like, we're looking for blah, 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 blah. And as I look out my window, because I can't see, I see men surrounding my house in black, surrounding my house. There's cop cars everywhere. My house is surrounded by police. 
I open my front door slowly. I have a screen door, which is uh, plastic, and two guys in, um, they have vests, and it says police, and uh, one guy has Hannah's gun. He's got his foot blocking the door. I can't hear the motherfucker because my dogs are freaking out. And I said, who are you looking for? And they were like, we're looking for blah, 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 blah. And a dude who looked all jacked up and another jacked up dude are standing there. He can't, I can't open the door because he's got his foot by the door. And I said, I can't hear you over the dogs. And I go, I don't know who that person is. Who are you looking for? They don't live here, man. And the guy was like, is there anybody else in the house with you? And I go, other than the dogs? No. Who else lives here? I go, who else lives in my house other than my wife and my children? Nobody. My dogs. And I can't hear him, but I'm trying to open the front door and he's keeping his foot in front of the door. Now, as I'm having this conversation with him, I notice they're on my lawn, they're in my driveway, and they're on the side of my house. They've surrounded my home looking for this woman. Now, I have the exact same address in my neighborhood that is in a shitty neighborhood downtown where I live. And on more than one occasion, food and whatnot gets sent to that part of town by accident, which is nowhere near my house. So when they met the woman's name, I said, are you sure you want this address? Because there's another address with a different zip code. And the guy goes, what did you say? And I go, well, if I could open the door and he kicks the door closed again. And I said, I think you have the wrong house like that. Again, I am in matching pajamas, Chewbacca slippers, a, a robe, and I have two small dogs. And they're clearly looking for some type of felon who is not in my house. As they go to walk off my steps, there's no apology. There's no anything. I see people from both sides of my house, all in black, walking towards cars. So there was about a dozen men surrounding my house in black with fucking God knows what in terms of fucking weapons looking for this woman. So I remembered the woman's name the next day I got in my office, I looked her up with my assistant and there was an open warrant for this woman. And I don't, I might've been for attempted murder or something like that, but because you could look at open warrants and, uh, we couldn't get too much information, but yeah, no apology, no, like, sorry, sorry. You're wrong. Now I think about that night because had I, you know, maybe fucking been more aggressive or not open the door, God only knows what these fuckers would have did because my house was surrounded. This is two years. This would be two years ago this Christmas. And I watched them. Dude, there was so many of them on my lawn. Like it was like a clown car of 5-0 just walking across my lawn from both sides of my house. So I have a house with a small yard that's not attached. And then there's houses around my house. Now, everybody's all the neighbors are coming out and shit. Nobody said shit. Nobody said, I'm sorry. Nobody said, and all I kept thinking about was what if my wife and kids were here? Like, you know, like how scared like my kids were like, I'm like, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Like, like I was fucking scared to death because, you know, like they're like, yeah, I'm looking for fucking blah, blah, blah. And you start thinking, hey, am I blah, blah, blah? Like maybe I'm the woman they're looking for. I don't know. Am I a woman? I have no dude. They have never seen this many cops in my life. These dudes were at my door. I'll never forget the look on this dude's face. He had that high and tight. He didn't have a coat on and it's fucking freezing. The other dude didn't have a coat on. They had T-shirts and fucking bulletproof vests and just police shit. And their badges were out. But I was like, nobody apologized. Nobody said, 
Yeah. Yo, motherfucker, you went to the wrong house, yo. Like, you surrounded my fucking... What they must have did was they surrounded my house because I could have just as easily come out the back door. I have a side door. I have a garage. Now, here's the crazy shit. When they first started knocking on the door, I'm not going to lie. My impulse was to go into my garage and go through the side door and come around to see what was going on. That shit... They would have fucking killed me if I did that shit. They would have. Fu- I would have got yeah. killed in fucking matching Definitely pajamas. Me. <laughs> they would have killed me. There is no doubt in my mind because I'm a big dude with a big mouth, right? And I can't hear very well. And I couldn't hear because I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear shit. And I just thought it was crazy because I'm just like, I don't know who you're looking for, bro. But you know, I. I Clearly, like, do you think the person is just going to be at that spot chilling like like a week before Christmas waiting to get locked up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know. I told this story on, on Soup. I, I remember telling the story. But, yo, dude, I was scared to death. To no, death. I believe you, dude. I, um, I moved my grandmother to my house about eight years ago, right? And, you know, for, I've shared it before, so I don't, I don't mind sharing. My grandmother, she, she suffers from dementia. So it was her first day inside our house and she went outside to smoke a cigarette. So I went inside the house assuming that it's going to be fine and she's just going to walk right back in the house. She went missing for a minute. So I'm, I'm assuming she went out back or whatever. I'm not really she's she's brand new like to the country. So I haven't seen her for years. Oh, I'm thinking God. she's back back like to what she was. Um, fast forward 10, 15 minutes. There is probably like 15 cop cars outside with like fucking AK-47s and not AK-40, but, you know, those machine guns they have and all kinds of crazy shit. I'm about to go walk my dogs outside. I try to go outside, and they basically tell me that there's an intruder in the neighborhood, and I can't come outside. So I'm looking for my grandma to get her inside, and I'm like, wait a minute. What if they think she's the intruder? So I put the dogs inside. I go outside, and I'm like, hey, where, where's the intruder at? Can, can you at least let me know? I live in the neighborhood. I just want to know which house it is. And they're like, yeah, it's directly next door to your house. You need to go inside. And I'm like, well— my grandmother's missing and she has dementia. Can I, can I just like oh look for God. her? So when they let me outside, I see my grandma in my neighbor's kitchen and my neighbor had called the cops because they don't know. So my neighbor, you know, he, he leaves his house because he's terrified. He doesn't know who the fuck is in his house. He comes out back to the cops and I tell him, I'm like, Hey dude, can you tell them to just like, let me go in your house and get her? Because it's my grandma. I can see her oh through the kitchen. And so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine, dude. Yeah, if if you know her, you can totally, like, I don't want to scare her. So these cops were complete assholes. Like, I told him, I'm like, yo, like, she doesn't speak English really well. Like, she she has dementia. Can I just go in and get her? Like, he's giving me the okay. She's no threat. She's like, she can barely walk. She's in her 80s. And their answer was, no, our procedure is that we have to go in and we don't know what she's capable of, so we have to. They, long story short, they went in and scared the shit out of her with a bunch of fucking guns, you know, wow. pulled her outside. And I'm like, dude, this is like really unnecessary wow. for somebody that's literally t- like the owner of the house is telling you it's fine, and and yeah. I can go in and just grab my grandma. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal, but like it's there is a solution. I'm telling you, it's my grandma, and I can just grab her, and you don't have to do paperwork, and we can just move on with our lives. But they had to be extra, and you know. Do the whole cop. Wow. Just, All you know, that for like a senior that. citizen, yeah. man. Yo, yeah. that's crazy shit. Well, I mean, like, I was, like, the next day, my assistant was just like, I can't stop thinking about you and the Chewbacca slippers. Like, what if they, what if you got lit up and you died in Chewbacca slippers? Like, that would have been some fucked up shit. I go, yeah, can you imagine, like, the press shot? They would have the blanket over me, my dead body, and you just see my Chewbacca slippers. Iconic. Like, 
Dude, that would have been some crazy shit. Like this just poor motherfucker out of the blanket died. on the gurney. Dude, and you know what's crazy? That you just all you would have saw from the outline was my Chewbacca slippers and the outline of my dick and balls. That's all you would have seen. There would have been like you know, man, Chewbacca, you know heaven's, dick. You know how Heaven's Gate people committed suicide underneath the blankets and their shoes were just sticking out the, the, yeah. the purple Nikes? Yeah. They'd be like John with the fucking slippers with the Chewbacca. Dude, slippers. I remember I told my assistant this story. And she was like, this is the greatest story I have. She goes, only because I know you. She was like, I am going to tell everyone I know this story. She was like, because the other thing is like, you're like the last person. She's like, I, could, I can't, like a SWAT team surrounding your house. Like to me, she was like, I can't even imagine. But she was like, I'm just thinking about your girls, you know? And I was like, well, nobody was home. She was like, yeah, but like, what if your girls were home? Like, how do you even explain that? And I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. And the kids were a little younger. You know what I mean? They were both in fucking grade school at that point. And it, well, they were like, you know, a little younger. But it's just like, yo, like, I remember telling my wife, and my wife was fucking, you. She wanted to like call the fucking mayor and shit. She was like, because like, like, what the fuck, like, and you know, it was like nine, it was like 10, 10 o'clock, like ten forty five at night, you know, purposely, you know, because they want to catch you slipping, you know, what I'm saying, hey, showing up at prime time, you know, six o'clock. But I'm just saying, like, I got all the Christmas decorations up. Like, what do you think? Like, I'm just some known felon putting up menorahs and fucking Christmas trees. Like, nothing's going to happen to me. Like, yeah, there's presents under the tree. Like, dude, but I'll never forget that cop putting his boot in front of my door like that. I couldn't open it. And I'm like, I can't hear you. I don't I don't hear well. I don't hear good. I'm like, I'm motioning like and I talk about my hands, but I'm purposely showing my hands. Like, yo, I, I don't see. Like, listen, I don't hear good. The dogs are barking. Like, I can't. Are you sure this is the right address? Because there's another street address like this downtown. And I don't know the person you're talking about at all. Like, I never heard this person in my life. And I was like, fuck. And then my neighbors texted me because they wanted to know what happened. And, and they were like, did you see all those cops coming out from the side of your house? I was like, yeah. Dude, they surrounded my house, man. They're probably in my backyard. Like, so in case, like, anybody tried to do the dip. You know, they had people there and I'm just like, yo, I'm in Chewbacca slippers, yo. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm 47 and I'm in Chewbacca slippers. Where am I going? Fuck am I going? Crazy yeah. shit. You think they'd apologize? I, I thought an apology was warranted. Don't you? I mean, like, I, I would. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Fuck somebody's house, night What's your name? Like, you know, like if my like Randy was like, oh, man, if the kids were up, they would have been hysterical. My Not wife was only like, that, dude, if your dog got out, they would have shot your dog in two seconds yeah, and wouldn't have even apologized. They, they would have killed a Yorkie poo over this shit. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, dude, your whole neighborhood probably thought you fucking did some real crazy shit. Oh, yeah, because they know what I mean? like Brooklyn. The, I got a lot of tattoos. I got a big mouth. I talk shit. Like, you know, they're probably like, yo, this dude fucked up. Finally, they got this yeah. motherfucker. They it's got that motherfucker. They got him. You know what like I'm saying? Like, I've had negative experiences with police, man. Like, I used to rehearse at this studio on Flatbush Avenue when I was in Brooklyn up until like 2013 and we would go and like, you know, like average middle-aged dudes with, with guitars and shit in a fucking Honda go into this fucking studio in a, in a fucked up neighborhood. Dude, two times, two separate nights, they fucking followed us from the studio and asked us where we were going. The second time I was pissed and my boy who was driving, who was a little high, but and a little fucked up, but he was a, a he's a sanitation guy. So he immediately like in the city, I don't know if it's like this in your city, Sheen, but like, if you're like a sanitation guy, you have a problem with a cop, you tell them you're on a job. Like they treat each other a little differently, like cops, firemen, ambulance, yeah. EMS, sanitation. Sanitation's a part of that too. Because that, you know, they're like, oh, you're a sanitation guy. I don't know. So he immediately yeah. uh they call it tinning, like he tins them. So it's just show him goes, Yeah, I have a I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a 
career sanitation guy. Let's go, oh, you on a job? Where, where are you at? He goes, oh, I'm downtown, blah, blah. So they were looking for some, they thought we were buying drugs or something because it was a kind of a druggy area. But like we're middle-aged dudes. I mean, like, we're four middle-aged dudes in a Honda. Like, you know, like every, like I was the youngest guy in the car and I was like 43 years old. <laughs> like, yeah, but those, like, those ones I understand because like Kensington is like that. And they will literally pull you over if you drive in Kensington and you're not a familiar face. They'll pull you over to save your life because they're like, dude, you, you don't belong here. If you, where do you live? Is yeah, it, it, it does it? Is it in? You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I don't know. You said drug spots. So I didn't. I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, bad. like the initial area, but it's like, like we were getting pizza and then we were going to a bar to drink, and it's like, dude, this guitar. Like you see the guitars in the back seat, like, like twice, and then my boy got mad at me because he thought I was giving them the fucking eye, like in the car. Like, oh, they're doing this because you're fucking giving them the fucking look. And I'm like, what look? Like, what the fuck look am I giving them? Like, well, I'm looking out the fucking window, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? The, I'm looking out the window? You know what I mean? Like, but I'm in a big fucking car hot and fucking big hat. And I'm sitting there like, you know, they don't know. But I remember the, one of the times they pulled us over. They were like, you guys got ID? And then they were on the passenger side. And I'm unfamiliar with a passenger having to show ID. But I was like, oh, fuck. So I take my license out. And the cop who asked me for the ID was on the driver's side. He was like, where are you guys coming from? And I was like, band band practice? Like, literally, there's guitars in the car. Oh, that's cool. What kind of band is it? I was like, uh, whatever. So, we'll And then I go to hand my license to the other cop. And he goes, I didn't ask you for that. Give it to him. Did you see me ask you for it? I'm like, why the fuck? You got I'm a grown-ass man. Why the fuck you got to talk to me like that, yeah. dude? <laughs> Smart asses for no reason. Why the fuck do you got to talk to me like that, dude? Like, seriously. Like, I, like, who, like I'm a passenger. First of all, I'm a fucking passenger. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I work on fucking Wall Street, dude. Like, what the like, what the like, what, 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 what? I'm not some fucking criminal. What the fuck's wrong with you? So yeah, like I've had a lot of experience like that with five O, man. I'm not, and I've had some good experiences. I've had some 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 very good experiences with them. But that's life. It's a nuanced opinion. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not saying all cops are fucked up, but there's a lot of fucked up cops, and unfortunately, they're not in a position to be fucked up. Bisha, what's the climate like with police like where you live? Because you're in more of a rural area. I feel like they're more fucking assholes like where you live. It depends, man. I mean, I live in a small community, and I haven't run into any bad cops out here. But I also know the city of Toledo is a little bit different. Maybe because it's a higher pressure, higher stress situation in in uh, in metropolitan areas. It just kind of breeds that. But, like, I know someone who was a cop for a little while, and the attitude was kind of that you had to take an us-versus-them mentality because yeah. you can't walk up on any situation unsuspecting or it could cost you your life. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't Bill, think so. Bill Maher was talking about that. Bill Maher was like, we, we got to ease up on this is the most dangerous job in the world. He was like, an Alaskan crab fisherman is a more dangerous job. He was like, that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not saying it's not a dangerous job, but yeah. there's more people that die on oil rigs, Alaskan fishermen. Like if you look at the list of dangerous jobs, it's not the most dangerous. And I, again, I'm not belittling the police. I am and not, not that it's not dangerous, but let's I'm not, not go saying overboard it's not here. Dangerous. I could not do that job. But people are acting like this is the most dangerous job in the world. And how many times have you heard he was a policeman for 30 years? He never had to pull his weapon. Good. I think that's good. But that's also a testament to the community. That's a right. testament to where the fuck you live, yo. And there's also you know there was always an exchange in society, which is what I was going to say earlier with the. Um, the Albany protest is you used to, and I guess maybe it's idealistic, but idealistically you you would like to have 
a trusting public who knows that the police are there to protect them if they need that. And there should be some sort of synergy and an exchange of trust, right? We'll give you so much authority if you take care of us. But at the same point, now it's become so divided that now it's confrontational from both sides. And now you have cops backing off and going, thin blue line, uh, blue lives matter, because you hear black lives matter. It just, it is not in a good situation. We're losing that exchange that I have seen in smaller communities. We're losing that. We don't have that. It's become adversarial where people are starting to take that instead of in just pockets where you, you see police brutality in smaller doses. It's now a widespread thing where people are starting to turn against law enforcement. Like in Minneapolis, defunded the police and they had to hire them back because the crime rate went up. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Well, by the way, um, I could send you the article. That's happening in New York City because de Blasio was a big defund the police. And now he's spending $83 million because all the businesses in Midtown Manhattan and all of the residents that live there said it's so overwrought with crime and homelessness now. So now de Blasio is spending $83 million to bring the police back so that all these places can reopen again by the fall. I am not made. This is a news story that was sent to me earlier tonight. Now, I don't live in New York City, so take this with a grain of salt. But this did fucking happen. Um, let me see if I can find it. Bear with me one second. Hold on. Yeah, I believe that, man. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing like in Philadelphia. We have a complete throwback as far as, and I'm not even trying to be funny by saying this, like, you know, like the hipsters kind of brought the, the retro fashion back. And I feel like coronavirus really brought the whole crime and the danger that, that was in the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. in, in the, in the Northeast back to all areas, man. I mean, you look at it from New Jersey to Delaware, to Philadelphia, to New York, it's, it's all going to shit. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the article. So apologies, but oh, here, New York post. So this is in the New York post today. This is the mayor of New York City. De Blasio orders vagrant sweep 80 cops to bring Midtown workers back. This is from the other day. Mayor Bill de Blasio finally realized defunding the police didn't work out as he hoped, as he has now ordered the NYPD to make Midtown Manhattan safe again so workers will come back after more than a year of pandemic lockdowns. So he's paying for 80 uniformed cops and supervisors to flood New York City in the next two weeks to take care of crime and and homelessness because of how overwrought the businesses were because it was a whole because the businesses were like yo midtown manhattan is out of fucking control there is just nothing but crime and homelessness rampant in the city and it's like feces vomit needles no one is doing anything anything apparently crabs what was that picture of the random crab is there just loose crabs in new york city now i have no we talk about what crabs from like no look yeah, at it right, right there. there yeah yeah that, that might be yeah that might be loose crabs i have no i haven't been new york city in a long time, from like a band they threw that uh, in fresh markets or yeah. some shit yeah. yeah i guess yeah so they're gonna have to spend all this money now to clean up the city that was already you know clean basically midtown manhattan is out of fucking control it's out like it's nothing it's just absolute so they developed the city can't they're going to they were trying to slash a billion from the police budget and that didn't work. So now there's a surge in crime. Um, certain areas, crime is up 250 percent violent crime in New York City, 250 to 400 percent. Not working. Not Do you know working. what the average salary of a uniformed officer in New York is? It's probably like 60 grand. Yeah. So 60 so grand times grand. 80 is what? Yeah. Well, uh, no, supervisor pay, you're talking about $150,000, supervisors. Supervisors and NYPD make, make six figures easy. Base six, because they don't think they get OT. So then there's the OT budget. Shit, I know friends that are fucking, you know, 
city workers making 80, 90 grand easily. Yeah, here you, you go, know? Shaheen just sent this one over. Philadelphia police shortage developing into a real concern. What the fuck, okay? Look, I yeah. sy- sympathy for Black Lives Matter, sympathy for everything going on right now. But what the fuck did you think was going to happen if you defund the fucking police? That's going to wrap it up for the free portion of the show this week. If you want more of this episode, go to patreon.com slash break the app. For just five bucks a month, you have access to ad-free versions of the weekly episodes and bonus Patreon exclusive shows as well. Again, that's patreon.com slash break the app. You can also follow John Draper at I am John Draper on Twitter, Shaheen at Nuclear Heat on Twitter, and you can request graphics work or order unique prints from Shaw at nuclearheat.shop. You can always follow me, B Show Brian, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at B Show Brian. And you can find this show and follow us on Facebook.com slash Break the App and Twitter at Break the App. My name is B Show Brian J for John and Shaheen. Thanks again, and we'll see you on Patreon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.